Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. Dag Heward Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Welcome to this Wednesday's message. When a person is not born again, he has what is known as an unsaved spirit. There are many different ways the Bible describes an unbeliever, such as a sinner or someone who is lost. Today's message will help make you wiser on the natural condition of the human spirit before it encounters salvation and a great change through accepting Jesus Christ. Be encouraged by today's message to be a soul winner because God demonstrated his love towards us when we were sinners, so we must also demonstrate the same love to those who are unsaved. Be blessed by today's word. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Second Corinthians chapter 6. And we want to read verse number 14. We are back to the second principle. I just want to illustrate a few points there. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with who? Unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concord has... What agreement has the temple... What concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part has he that believeth with an infidel... And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. So notice in verse 14, it says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with who? And then he goes on to ask, For what? Fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness. So he calls the believer righteousness and he calls the unbeliever unrighteousness. Amen. Are you listening to me? So you are righteousness. Then he goes on and he says, what communion has light with darkness? Here again, he calls the Christian light and the unbeliever darkness. So when you are getting married... You say, I, we, uh, with this ring, I V, I light the darkness wed. When you are marrying an unbeliever. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are, you are engaging darkness. <laughs> to have and to hold darkness for better, for worse. For worse. Definitely to be for worse. What concord has Christ with Belial? The the believer is called Christ and the unbeliever is called Belial. Satan. So when you are marrying 
with this ring, I, Christ, or the body of Christ, V, Belial, wed. <laughs> it's some way. Do you see why it is some way to marry a non-believer? Oh. Are you here or you, 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 uh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Do you see why it is some way to marry a non-believer? Will you take this man to be your wedded wife or your wedded husband? To have and to hold, to love, to cherish. Do you promise to love him with all your heart? Do you promise to love darkness with all your heart? Do you promise to, to commune with Belial for all the rest of your life? Uh, where are the vows? Give me one of the vows. I mean, say, just say, say one of the vows to me. <laughs> it's just gone out of my mind. <laughs> but it goes on and he says, he says, um, what agreement Concord has Christ with Belial? What part has he that believeth with an infidel? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? You are the temple of the living. Are you not the temple? He calls you the temple and he calls the unbeliever the idols. So the two are joining together. Eh? Remember that many waters cannot quench it. The relation between me and darkness from today. That's what you are saying. You know, when you go for a wedding, they say that, remember that if anyone will break up this union to be Satan, give him no real love, uh, it's as strong as death. Many waters cannot quench it. We cannot quench our communion, our relationship between light and darkness for life. Hey! So, young lady, there's a girl, there's a lady here today. God is trying to talk to you about marrying an unbeliever. I don't know who you are. Nobody told me about you. No, I mean, I, I don't know if it's you, if I'm looking at you. You see, in church, <laughs> when you come to church, you know, just keep looking forward and keep smiling and no one will know anything about you. But even Christians, even pastors, have challenges in their marriages. How much more if you are yoked together with darkness? Till, till death has do part in prosperity, I will be with you, darkness. Hey. It's very serious, so unrighteousness till, till death has do part. So, the point I'm, I want you to understand is God wants all of us. Are you listening to me to know what an unbeliever is? Who said the spirit of an unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. It is telling us that an unbeliever is unrighteousness, darkness, belial, idols, an infidel. That is, that is what an unbeliever is. So when you are getting, even business, business contracts, even, even, even uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, people who are in power, political power. That is why when we are choosing between two unbelievers, basically, you are choosing between two types of darkness. But it's all darkness. 
For instance, there are some people who are against um, maybe, let's say, the point of libation. You get it? Oh. Are you there? So, they may have a lot to say about maybe uh, when the heads of state or the people in power are pouring libation and so on and they don't like it. Now, there is a group which also didn't pour libation, but they are also very godless, very much into lodges and um, cults and various other kinds of things which are also not the, uh, also the, the right thing. And they are also not believers. Very wild, immoral, and so on. So all sorts of other kinds of evil. And they may do the juju and other things in private and so on. So it's really, you are just choosing between two forms of evil. When you are choosing between two unbelievers, it's two types. So you may rather want to choose the, the one you prefer which evil you prefer. Not that you are choosing between good and evil. Because you see, when, when you are choosing between two unbelievers, you are not saying, you, it's not true that oh, this is good and this is bad. And even if a, a believer is going to rule, he almost has to behave like an unbeliever because he's ruling unbelievers. <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying. Anyway, What's the next one? The spirit of a saved man is righteous and truly holy. All right? That is true. Number four. After you are born again, your spirit is a new born baby. It must grow. Amen. What's the next one? Was that the last one I gave you? All right. After you are born again, your spirit is a newborn baby. It must grow. Hallelujah. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. 2. Last week... I believe I was sharing with you how to develop and grow. Is that not so? What did I give you? I shared with you three, three what? Keys to doing what? To growing up spiritually. What's the first one? The word of God. What's the second one? Doing the word. And what's the third one? Prayer in the Holy Ghost, all right? Now, today, I want you to look at and see whether you are where you are spiritually. Now, when you are born again, you are a newborn baby. Let's read First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Ready, go. Amen. Now, there are two important characteristics of a spiritual baby. So I'm going to give you two characteristics of a baby. So there are three stages spiritually. 
the baby, a child, and an adult spiritually after you are born again. And I'm going to give you two characteristics of a baby, two characteristics of a child, and two characteristics of an adult. Amen. Are you there? So you can choose which group you belong to. Can I have an amen? All right. You can choose which group, whether you are a baby or whether you are a child or whether you are an adult. Ask the person next to you, what do you think you are? Do you think you are a child, a baby, or an adult? What did they say? Get an answer. I'm going to come and ask you. Huh? What did they say? Adult. How many uh, neighbor told him that he was an adult? How many had your neighbors telling you that they were babies? How many had your neighbors tell you that they were children? How many did not know what they were? All right, because after you are born again, right, you are spiritually a baby, and then you must grow. We read it First Peter two two. It says that you may grow thereby, as newborn babies, as newborn babies, desire the spiritual milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. By there, by the word. You grow by the word. All right? Now, let's take the first characteristic of a baby, which is, is simply a baby. What is the first characteristic of a baby? A baby cries easily. All right? So, a baby is easily offended. When you are a baby, you are easily offended. You easily hurt. Okay? Now, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the Bible says that love is not easily provoked. And love is a fruit of the Spirit. It's a sign of maturity. So love, Christian love, is something that is not easily hurt or easily provoked. But one of the things you will hear in a house where there are children is crying, offense. Now, when you are a little baby in the spirit, you will easily be offended. The pastor didn't say hello to me. This person talked to me like that. The, the way they were preaching and they came to stand by me and they asked a certain question. Everybody was looking at me. Uh, when, I was pre- when they were preaching, they called my name. Everybody in the church would think that I am the one who that bad thing is, is being uh, spoken about. Uh, I was offended the way they treated me when I went to fornicate. After all, it was only fornication. Uh, I, I did not like the way they, 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 they talked to me when I did this. And on and on and on. They didn't visit me when I was sick. They didn't do And always there's something. And such people are difficult to live with. You don't have to do much to, make, to hear the sound of crying where there's a baby. Is that not so? Almost nothing. There will be hurt. So, as you grow up, the crying gets less and less. Even at the age of 10, Auntie Mickey, they still cry. 12, they still cry. But as you grow older, when you see an adult crying, it's like something really has made this adult cry. Is that not so? But for a child, or for a baby, even in a child, the characteristic is the hurt. Now, if you are going to grow up in the Lord, one of the first things that, one of the first signs is that you are not so easily hurt or offended. 
Because in a church, in a community, in a group like this, there are many opportunities to be easily hurt. And there are many opportunities to be hurt by your spouse, by your beloved, by your husband, by your wife, by life, by everything. I have been, I have been offended by the church many times. But I've decided to be in the church. Amen. So Eric, you may be offended. But if you are mature, when, 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 I, when I do something to a mature person, I am not afraid that I'm going to offend him. I'm not afraid. But when I'm dealing with a baby, I am very careful. Maybe I'll do this and this will happen. Maybe I'll do this and he will... When I'll say this, he will think this. When I, I can't, you can't even correct such a person easily. Because when even the correction out of pure love, the person is taking it in another direction altogether. Even jokes, you can't joke with such people. You joke with them or you say something before you realize it's turning into something else. Because they are, the church is full of spiritual babies. I remember one time I just held somebody's hand and I said to him, you know, hello. And I, I just asked him, this was even abroad, and I just said, oh, uh, what are you doing here? Are you, you know, um, I just said, are you a refugee? You know, just jokingly. But I didn't even mean it. I didn't even think he was a refugee. I didn't just, you know, that was the last time he came to the church. It came to, I called him a refugee or I said he was a refugee. I didn't even know him. I didn't know. I'm just, it was, a, it was if in the context, it was just a very, it was a friendly, we were laughing, talking and so on. Before I realized, I, I, I heard that he was, he was so angry. He was so bored because he was actually a refugee. Yeah. And so on and on and on and on. And you see, if you, if you would take offense, I tell you, you cannot, Jesus said, blessed is he that is not offended in me. Jesus called people snakes. He said, you vipers, rattlesnakes. He called people snakes. And he, he, he used himself as an illustration. He said, he said, I will come as a thief in the night. Doesn't mean that he's a thief. But somebody would have said, if I said, you, you will come like a thief in the night. Eh, when I went to church, they called me a thief. No, it's not calling you a thief. You don't understand English. That's why you're saying that. You don't understand it. Olu bluffo. Olu bluffo. Nobody has called you a thief, but you don't understand. One day, when I was giving an illustration to somebody, and I said, I said to him, listen, I cannot take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Oh! He said, I've called him a dog. Did Jesus not tell a woman, I cannot take the children's bread and give it to the dogs? He said, I call him a dog. And that was, that was it. He left the church. I never called him a dog. But you see, all these things, you, we just get hurt all the time. And, and it's because you are, Christ, spiritually speaking, you are just a baby. And it's not going to take much. And I was, I was walking at Glamour and I saw, I saw him. Who did you see? I saw a pastor and he didn't even mind me. Are you sure he saw? He saw me with my eye feeling, feeling like this. I saw him. He looked at my face straight like that and he didn't even mind me. This man, in fact. Why? Now, let's ask yourself as a pastor, will I be trying to hurt you? I'm trying to hurt my people so that they will go away. I'm trying to see them and then ignore them so that they will be, they will be offended and then they will not. Am I crazy? Am I trying to say things to drive people away? Or am I trying to say things to let people come around? You think about it. 
But it's the baby nature. You all, everything, you, you, you are just crying, 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 crying. Hurt, hurt, hurt. Always. But the more mature you get, even they can rebuke you publicly. Peter was rebuked publicly by Paul. You will just be cool. Because you see, as God, huh? yes. And Jesus rebuked Peter. He said, Satan. Has somebody called you Satan before? Huh? I had a friend who called his uh, brother. Somebody was worrying him, disturbing him. He turned and looked at him and said, Satan, get thee behind me. In fact, the guy was so bored. But I mean, can you imagine somebody called you Satan? Get, get, get behind me. So being offended is a sign, easily offended, is a sign of being a spiritual immature baby. Second important characteristic of a baby, a baby cannot easily control itself. Is that not so? Babies poo-poo on themselves all the time. You can take the baby to a president's office. When he feels that it's time to poo-poo, he will poo-poo. I mean, it's as simple as that. You can take the baby to the minister of uh, interior's office, and if the baby feels like releasing some gas, you'll be just sitting there, you hear, and then you will have to explain that it's not you, but it's the baby. (laughs) Because they don't have any control, they just do whatever they want to do, wherever they want to do, whenever they want. That's why they wear nappies. Now, it's the same thing that goes with uh, uh, spiritual babies. They, they cannot control their flesh. They cannot stop quarreling. All the bad characteristics, the human thing, quarreling, fornicating, committing adultery, smoke, smoking, drinking, those things, they are signs of a spiritual immature baby who cannot control his flesh. Anything that he feels like you or she feels like you, she does it. If she wants to gossip, she just gossips. Even though she's born again, it doesn't change that thing. or hasn't changed it because the, the, the flesh is not under control. The flesh is just doing whatever it wants to do. When a person is mature, it's not that, it's not that he doesn't see beautiful girls. No, he sees a beautiful girl, but he controls himself. We all see beautiful girls, and we have to control ourselves. So being mature... It's a, you get to a point where you control yourself in what you are doing. But when you are immature like a baby, there's no control. Anything you feel like doing, you do. You feel like sleeping, you sleep. That's why you don't come for all night. You don't feel like praying, you don't pray. That's why it's babies who don't come to pray. It's a fact because it's, it takes a lot of self-control to control yourself, to get out, to control yourself, come to church, pray, or even pray, even, even if babies who don't have their quiet time, they just feel like sleeping, so they sleep. It's all babyhood. In fact, I would say that let's start even at home. It's the characteristic that you display at home. That, that, you see, it takes some self-control to wake up and to read the Bible every day. And to pray and to be in your house and pray. Where maybe there are not enough rooms or there's not enough space in the house. To pray, to wait on God, to pray. That is why most people are not developed spiritually. When people come and tell me, the Lord has spoken to me to marry this person or to marry that, often it is not the Lord speaking. Because often I see that such people don't even know what, when you say the Spirit of God is, they have not heard Him speaking before.
Because, ladies and gentlemen, people don't even have the basic control to control the flesh to have a regular time with our Father which is in heaven. How could you say you are mature when you can't even do that? You think maturity means being long in church? Hello. There are people who have been in the church for years and are immature babies. If you like, let's take an x-ray spiritually. You see little tiny little babies. Some have been in church for a long time. Others become born again after, you know, when I got born again, uh, almost immediately I began preaching. When I got born again, shortly after that, I began sharing the word, preaching. You see, those things really make you grow. I'm going, to show, I'm going to show you in the word. When you get to the mature stage, you'll be sharing the word. In fact, it makes you mature and it's a sign of maturity. So, that is a very important uh, thing. Let's go to the ch- childhood stage. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Quickly. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to give you two characteristics of children. All right? Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 14. All right? Two important characteristics. Number one, Ephesians 4 verse 14. It says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lay in wait to deceive. Verse 14, it says, that we be henceforth no more... Oh, are you there? No more what? Children. Tell the person next to you, no more children. Hallelujah. That we should not be children anymore. The chief characteristic of a child is instability, unsteadiness, unreliability. You are unstable. Today I'm a member of Lighthouse. Tomorrow I'm a member of that. Tomorrow I'm a member of this. Tomorrow I'm a member of that. You are not stable. It's a sign of childhood. You are not stable in what you do. Now let's look at a a child. Take children. Put children here. Ask them to sit. Can they sit on a chair? For five minutes they will be gone. They may listen to you for a few minutes and they are gone. It's the same thing spiritually. They come to a church, they listen to the pastor for a few minutes, for a few months, few weeks, few years, and then they are gone. It's the same thing as your child. Put your child down, talk to your child. After a few minutes, after a few, he can't, they can't even stay there to listen to what you are saying. So these people who keep moving, today we are going to a prophetic meeting, tomorrow we are going to a revival, next day we are going to this church, we hear that this man of God has come to town, and so on. There are lots of children, children Christians, spiritual children, ready to move to the next place where it's going to happen. In the last few years, I have watched as pastors, new churches have begun in this city. And each person who begins... Some start with miracles. Others come with uh, uh, anointing oil, drinking oil, uh, whatever. Then after that, you have prophetic moves. After the prophetic, you have other kinds of prophetic. There are people to join everything. 
drinking cocoa. I mean, because there are lots of children who have never grown up. And you get them from, even we have some people from this church going. That's why we keep teaching the word. You have people from this church who say, now this person is, I was there and I had one of our uh, sisters in the, in the church. She joined a prophet, told her something. She's joined the church. After a while, I heard, I, I, when I heard, I was ah, why is this girl behaving like this? Then after a while, I heard that she has left that uh, prophet's church as well. But you see, it's because she's a child. Spiritually. He said that we be no more children tossed to and fro with every wind. Every wind that comes of doctrine, every new teaching, whether it's anointing with oil, whether it's drinking of oil, whether it's prophetic mood, whether it's that, it's fine. If you want to join the prophet, join the prophets and grow in the prophets and stay there. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them, but I'm saying that grow up. Grow up and learn to be stable. A, a man is set to grow up when he can identify a sister and say, this sister, I want to marry her and I'm staying with her to the end. Then he becomes mature. That's why people respect uh, men who marry. Have you noticed that men who, who marry are more respected? All of them, when they are going to stand for elections, at least if they don't have, they'll even marry before they uh, uh, show themselves. If not for anything, for political reasons. Because it's like if you don't have a wife, it's like you are seen as some way person. It's like you are not a steady person, you are not stable, you don't, you don't have a stable mind. The man is 49 years old, he still does not have a wife. What kind of person is he? And you, you find a man who is going from here, he sees this girl, tomorrow he sees that beautiful one, after that his eyes see that beautiful one, after that his eyes see another beautiful one. He's not a stable person, he's a young person. Because if your eyes see this beautiful one, beautiful one, beautiful one, beautiful one, beautiful one, you'll just be running like this all the time. At the point you'll be running at 100 meter speed. Because anytime you buy a car, anytime you buy a car, it's just a matter of some months or some years, there will be a newer car. Look out of your, out of your gate, you will see a newer car passing by. Are you going to say, huh? I don't like my car again. I want a... It's not, life is not like that. We don't change cars like that. We don't change wives. We don't change beloveds. We don't change situations like that. It's a mature person who becomes stable. Say, this is what I want. I know. I realize the fault. I realize the problem. Okay, okay. I've seen a new one. I've seen three new ones, actually. I saw a new one on Thursday. But this is what I have. This is what I am with. I am staying in it. Stability. That is a mature person. Same thing with the church. As you, after you join our church for a while, you begin to see our faults. You begin to see our defeats. And the church is like this. And the pastor is like that. And when, every time he's praying, preaching, he's saying this. And when he's doing this, he's like that. And then this and that. And we have thought that we don't have this. We want to drink oil. We want a prophecy. We want this. We want, uh, after a while, I say, look, I, I've realized all this. I'm a mature person. Thank you. We are not, maybe we are not drinking oil, but... We are preaching the word and it's okay for us. For the time being, we'll carry on. God will help us and we'll grow. <laughs> no more children. I said no more children. Since I joined Lighthouse, I've been a, a, a member of Lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. And I tend to be a member till I die. Or Jesus comes again. That is, that is my type of commitment. 
When I entered a relationship with my wife, I said, I'm going to marry you. I entered a relationship on the 26th of August, 1985, 20 minutes to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and I told her that I was going to marry her, and I married her. I married her four years later, 1989, we got married, and we are still married. And by the grace of God, we'll be married to the end. Amen. That is a sign of not being a child. But you see, a, a young man is all, a lot of people like, especially if you are on stage or if you are, you know, uh, seen, hey, people fall in love with you all the time. I'm sure people fall in love with me when I'm preaching. <laughs> oh yeah, it's normal. Am I also going to follow all those things? I'm also preaching. As a preacher, I have the opportunity of seeing a lot of beautiful faces all the time. Am I going to follow? I've seen one in the corner over there after church, see me, please. No, we don't, we don't, we don't do that. Be a child, but you see, when you say a pastor, so sometimes a pastor is not married. You see, he's, you see that it's like there's some maturity that is left for him to get. It's, 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 it's a sense of stability. Same thing with a woman. So then my, my, my boyfriend is called Rolo. Rolo? Rolo. <laughs> Tomorrow is James. Next week is Mr. Bond. And, and who are you really moving with? It's a young girl whose heart keeps moving from here to here to here. So, and this one, in fact, this one, the reason why I like him is because, in fact, he's tall. Then another one, this one, in fact, my heart has moved also because his car is very nice. Next time, okay, actually, you see that those two, it was not the will of God. But this one that I've got, in fact, God has shown me that he's going to New York next year. So because of that, you know, I'm actually associated with him so that things will be improved. And the New York visa does not work. And the green card does not work. In fact, I realized after some time that I was in the flesh when I was moving. There's a certain brother, he's going to be a pastor. In fact, because of that, I like pastors. But because of that, I'm going to stay with him for some time. You can mature and you'll be stable. Whether it's church, whether even friendships. Me, when I make a friend, I stay with a friend for life. I don't have like this. I'm your friend, I'm your friend uh, till the end. That is, that is how I am. And that is how you should be. The, the last important sign of the child is fruitlessness, no contribution to the house. A child is fruitless, fruitless. Now let me ask you, what does your child contribute towards rent and food in your house? Do they contribute? No. You see, a child has no contribution to make to the house. When you are a member of the church and you are a spiritual child, you don't contribute to the church. Either with your time, either with your money. Children, maybe Christians don't pay tithes. Today is first and best Sunday, is that not so? But most of, most of last week's people said they are bringing the first and best this week. Most of the people last week said they were bringing it this week. My children, they, they contribute nothing. If anything, they break things. They contribute nothing. Auntie Mickey, did your children contribute to the house? No. 
perhaps when they grow up, one day they may contribute something. So you realize that the contribution starts when the maturity comes. They never come to church. They never, they, never, they never join any ministry. They never do anything. They just come and they watch. And we preach and they laugh and they say, <laughs> it's a good message. They never contribute anything. It's a sign. No, you tell me. I'm not, I don't want to argue with you. Let's be honest. Is that not what a ch- child does? How many would agree with me that a child just comes and goes, plays, spoils a little thing. People come to church and they put chewing gum on the, uh, uh, what do you call it, on the seats. And come and break the chairs and do all sorts of things. That's why we don't have carpets and certain types of chairs. I come and spoil a little and go. That's all. Spoil something small and go home. Use up the church a bit and go. But they don't contribute anything. No money, no tithes, no offerings, no time, nothing. Just bless me. Touch me. Here I am, Lord. Move one more time. And nothing to, no soul. No, nobody, they'll never invite anybody, never bring a soul. They're just in the church. But when you grow up one day and you are mature, definitely you'll bring and add something to the house. Oh, yeah. That's why people have children. Is that not why, one of the reasons why people have a lot of children? Because one day, eh, the child who you looked after, you sent to school. One day, he will grow up and he will earn some money and he will bring some money back to look after old mommy and old daddy. Is that not so? Is that not why? Some of you, that's your parents are waiting for you to bring something to the house for the first time. And some people, they grow and grow and they never bring anything. Have any or not? So, ask your brother, are you a baby or a child? Because I think... What was the decision? None of the above. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, let's go on to the mature. Let me give you a sign of being mature. Hebrews chapter 5. Very quickly, we'll end with that so that we actually conclude this chapter. How many are going to get this book? Hallelujah. Make sure you get one. It will help you. Hebrews chapter 5, and let's all read verse 14. Two important signs of maturity as we close very quickly. The first one is, are you there? Hebrews. Now it says in verse 14, it says, But strong meat belongeth to them that are of are of what? Full age. Even to them who by reason of use. Amen? Have their senses exercised. Verse 13. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 13. It says, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a baby. You see the word baby again? Now, when you take milk, you are a baby. So, the first important thing is that when people are mature, they love the word. They love the word. They really love the word. And they love deeper things in the word. That's a sign of being mature. Very important. And when a person is mature, he says that he becomes 
a teacher of the word. Notice verse 12. For when the time came when you ought to be teachers, you have need that one should teach you again. In other words, God is saying that a time comes spiritually when you should actually be one of the teachers preaching. So that's a sign of maturity when you are actually preaching and teaching the word of God yourself. Tell the person next to you, brother, are you preaching and teaching? Are you one of the preaching and teaching members or you are one of the fruitless members? All right, our time is up. Stand to your feet and let's close. We'll continue next week. Hallelujah. We have just two more principles and then we finished all these seven great principles. Make sure you get a copy of this book. How many would like to buy a copy of this book today? Today. Seven great principles. Make sure you get one before it gets finished. All right? Lift your hands up to the Lord and just ask the Lord for maturity. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for great maturity that you give to us in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed, every eye closed, you want to give your life to Jesus this morning, raise up your right hand and I'm going to pray a special prayer with you. You want to be born again, lift up your right hand, I'm going to pray with you. Thank you. All right, lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up high. All right, if you've lifted your hands up, you want to give your life to Jesus, please come to the front. Come to me in front right here and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Come this way. You want to be born again? All right. God bless you. So many people are giving their lives to Jesus this morning. God bless you. Are you an usher? You're coming to here, this way. Ashes need... Please make sure you get Ashes tags. All right? All right. I want you to go with our pastor right here. He's waving his hand here. He's going to pray with you. God bless you. And all right. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.